Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. It's all about partnerships because sometimes it might take you two years to find your own deal. And if you want to hold on to whatever you have for two years or you want to kind of rock and roll with someone else, you're still doing what you want to do. It's just someone else found the opportunity. It's that time of year again, tax season. Dun, dun, dun. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports, and you're also trying to keep up to date with the new tax reform this year, there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return, and there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of. Are you optimizing for the new tax laws? Well, our sponsor, Stessa, teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide. And I've read it. This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean... This is the ultimate rental property tax guide, and you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. You have to sign up for an account, but the account is free. So when you sign up for a free Stessa account, you will get this guide. This is worth its weight in gold for sure. Go to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best taxes. And when you work with Stessa, Stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes get that ultimate rental property tax guide best ever listeners how you doing welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show i'm joe fairless this is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast we only talk about the best advice ever we don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today john fortez how you doing john Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm doing well, and I'm glad to hear that also. And, well, looking forward to this conversation. A little bit about John. He is one of the founding partners of Community First Investment Group. He's got over 63 units under management and is currently syndicating another 41 units. He's based near Boston, Massachusetts. And with that being said, John, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yes. 
So I am a background in IT, but back in the day, I noticed that the 401k situation wasn't going to help me retire. I presented this to my wife and I stumbled upon multiple other things and went through five years of just researching and finally decided to do it. And I valued real estate over stocks. So that's how I got here and led me to form the company of Community First with my two other partners. And now I'm here on your show. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at your retirement plan and what indicated that, hey, this isn't going to work out. I need to do something else. Great question. Projecting it out. So I started working and then nine years later, I'm projecting it out into seeing what another nine years would look like. And I said, mm, this is very shaky to me. It's not much to live off of. So I said, I got to figure out something else and literally turned to stocks. I tried to figure that out. I could not make sense of it. Real estate really was understanding. And I could completely understand real estate because I went through the process of buying a house and seeing how equity worked. Mm -hmm. So how long ago was this? Five years ago, 2013. Five years ago oh, and then... Six now, yeah. Okay. Five to six years ago. And what did you do immediately after to prepare to where you are today? I presented it to my wife and I went through a huge growth process from 2014, 15, and 16. And in 2017, I finally joined Bigger Pockets. From there, I did a bunch of research and just kind of networked with a few people and just see poke holes and a few arguments that I had, but nothing really fell through the concrete. So I was like, okay, it, it got some legs. And then I started looking at my own home and value and how it's appreciated and how basically if you buy right, you can really enjoy the benefits of the appreciation. But when I go back and look at if I have a tenant doing everything that I'm doing in my own home, I saw crazy value in that. Mm -hmm. And then when I purchased my first single family, kind of like you, you have a few single families and I'm, yep, I'm always kind of surprised that you still have them, but you say they yeah, you, well. you want them. I'll give <laughs> 175 per single family. I'll, I'll give them to you. We'll do the contract right after we get, we get done. This I've shifted my focus. Since oh, I darn it. Okay. <laughs> I purchased mine and then I saw the value of multifamily because I wanted to scale. So that's when I reached out to my first partner, who's my tax accountant. And he runs my analysis for me and he's great with numbers and I don't want to do anything with numbers. Now I want to focus on investor relations, raising money, raising capital, broker relations, looking for the opportunities and presenting it to my partner because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be the face of anything, meaning he doesn't want to speak to people really. <laughs> he just I wants know to the type. No, I, know, I know the type. Yep. Yeah. He's awesome when you get him to talk, but mm -hmm. he just doesn't want to go ahead and look for it. Yep. But with that said, my other partner is the same way, but he has a focus in inspection companies. Okay. Uh, he has an inspection company in the residential side, and then he has a multifamily inspection company as well. So he helps us with boots on the ground and what we're looking for when we're looking through the property, when we're walking through the property, he knows exactly what to look for. So it really, really helps each other. We form a nice little team. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, so you've got someone who is good at the underwriting, and you got someone who's good on due diligence, and you got someone who's good at bringing in the capital. What about asset management? Is that the inspection person who focuses on asset management or the accountant? 
Well, it's the inspection person who focuses on the asset management, making sure everything's going according to plan. And then we'll all get on a call with the PM if we have to and just say, hey, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Can you explain this to us? We expected this or something like that. Not that any call has gone bad or anything, but we just have a good sense of what we're looking at when we're dealing with certain things, when we have Mm -hmm. to reach out to the PM. Mm -hmm. Got it. So let's talk about this. Is it 63 units you have under management? It's the 62 unit. Yeah. 62 unit in Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah. All right. 62 units in Johnson, Tennessee. You are near Boston, Massachusetts, which is not close to Johnson, Tennessee, I imagine. I know where Tennessee is. I do not know where Johnson, Tennessee is. How did you find the property in Johnson City, Tennessee? Awesome. Uh, one of our partners in a community that we're part of. Which one? Had Jake and Gino, the Whereby okay. Proper community. So yep. they've been good to us. And everybody in the community has been kind of really formed like a brotherhood, sisterhood. And it's kind of like tightly knit with everybody that's actively in the communities. So they found an opportunity and they had someone drop out and my team was literally looking and it was a JV opportunity. And we all kind of, after we did our due diligence and looked at everything and we knew we had another member as boots on the ground in the area, it made sense to do it. We would have been crazy if we didn't do it. And everyone in that JV opportunity has been wonderful to work with. And had we not been part of the community, we probably wouldn't do the deal because we wouldn't know them. Mm-hmm. Like we did. So that was important. So what did you all bring that was missing from the partnership? We brought capital, but also we brought another level of looking over the analysis of the work and then another level of being able to walk the property and with my partner, Matt, give a great detail of what the scope of the work that needs to be done during the inspection period. Okay. And how many other partners do you have besides your team of three? There's seven of us total in that deal. Wow. So seven total people or you three plus? Yes. I'm counting us as an entity. Yes. Okay. So you three is one and then you've got six other people who are in the deal? Yes. And are they six other entities or are there literally six other people? I believe some came in as entities and some came in as just an individual. Okay, so there's probably more than six. Oh, no, no, no. We know everybody that's part of the deal, but some people wanted to come in. Oh, right, 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 right. So it's six people behind the entity or six people plus you three. So there's nine of you on the general partnership side, correct? Yes. How did you structure the general partnership? We came in with a per capita amount. And that's kind of how we came through with it. And the person that found the deal got a little bit bigger piece of the equity as well. Okay. So someone who found the deal got a piece of equity, plus it was split up among you all based on the capital that you brought to the deal. Yep. And another partner, I wanted to mention this because he's been very important. One of our partners, Darren, he has been boots on the ground Uh because most of us are all out of state. And he got another additional piece of the equity as well as part of the structure of that for his hard work in that. That's very important because he deserves it. Yeah, that's very valuable. So you've got someone who found the deal, they get equity. Someone boots on the ground, they get equity. And then those two people may or may not have raised money, but everyone gets equity based on how much equity they brought to the deal. Yes. How do you make decisions on which direction to take the property? 
This is the fun part. We all get on a call and we discuss the two different options that we need to decide on, and we all make the decision on the call.、Mm -hmm. So that's really, really been a great experience because in the other syndication, the pool is smaller, and、sure. now we have a better understanding of how to tackle certain things because of this project on the sixty-two. So、mm -hmm. we do make a decision by getting on a call. Presenting the details first, and then presenting the options. What were you making the decision on on the last call you did with everyone? The last call we had to make the decision because when we hired a contractor for a particular piece of the project, when he presented us a bill, his bill was a little bit higher than what he already negotiated on. Right? Imagine so, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you've gone through that too. <laughs> so, with that said, we had to decide on. How could we pivot for this? And good thing we work with a great PM that could outsource different projects to different people to bring at different phases of the project. And it's a very, very high intense project. So we have one building down with two of them still with some vacancies in it,、mm -hmm. but we are still cash flowing about three thousand a month.、Mm -hmm. So that's a testament to the underwriting that was done on this project. How much higher was the bill than what they quoted? <laughs> I believe it was like、um, it had to be over fifty k because we weren't comfortable.、Dang. I can't remember the exact <laughs> exact number, but it was like, are you kidding me? And we were looking at the itemized, and it appeared he was charging hourly rate for just like a light fixture or something like oh, that. Oh wow!、And、it was something insane. Wow!、And、so when we went through and itemized it, because. We're questioning everything on that, and it was ridiculous from what you already told us. And it was certain things like that light work that could have just been done by a handyman, and he just really, really overcharged us on those things.、Mm -hmm. So when you have those calls, how do you structure the conversation? With I'm sure not all nine of you are on every call, but I'm sure there's more than three or four of you on every call. So how do you structure a conversation with that many people? Well, it's all about communication. So, if we know certain people are not going to be on the call, we try to present what is actually happening, what will be discussed, and what needs a decision on, and we try to give everyone an opportunity to have a voice, and that's very important. And that's、mm -hmm. been very, very awesome with this group because we all have the same end goal. We all see the potential of this property. Yep. And we all know exactly what we need to do. So we also present options where the worst case scenario and the best case scenario during those calls, and we make sure that whoever can't make it knows exactly everything that we are going to discuss, and we try to get something beforehand for their not being able to make the meeting. Yep, it sounds like you get along really well with the other partners, and you have a lot of respect for them. You can tell just by hearing how you talk about them. Oh, they've been great. It's been an awesome partnership, and I know there's a bunch of us in it, but it was everybody that wants to learn, everybody、mm -hmm. that wanted to do this, and everybody that just had the desire, the passion to just be able to go ahead and let's make this happen. How much equity did you bring to the deal? As my group, we brought in eighty-one thousand of the raise. So what was the what was the total raise? It was five hundred and fifty, I believe. And what structure do you have with investors? Everybody that's in it, we don't have any passive investors in this deal. Okay. So that's why on this one, the forty-one, we are syndicating. Okay. 
of the nine people that you have on the GP side, is that everyone in the deal? Like the equity actually came from all nine of you? Yes. Everyone has equity in the deal. Okay. Got it. So did you personally invest in this one? Yes, we all did. My whole community first did. We invested Mm -hmm. in this deal and everybody else that is part of the GP contributed to the deal. So is the plan to renovate, reposition, and refinance out? Or what's the exit strategy if there is one? The exit is pretty unique. We have a um, worst case and a best case. The worst case is we stay in the bridge loan and we have options to be able to go out. But And the best case is to refi after repositioning. And matter of fact, the last conversation we had the property is going to be one of the best in the area. So we will be able to, can't promise, we can command or whatever we want to try to do, market rate and maybe even a slight bump, but I'm not even entertaining that. Market rate would be great. Mm -hmm. This 41 units that you're syndicating, where is that located? In Chattanooga. It's quite quite a way. In Tennessee. Yes. And how many partners do you have on that one? There's five of us on the GP side, I believe. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing anymore. Right? Yeah, you, you'll make a decision in a blink of an eye. Yeah, it's basically a lot of people from the first deal mm-hmm. that came on this deal. So it was great. It's a great opportunity again. And the raise was, I uh, believe, 600 And it was recommended by us to, to syndicate this one. So... We kind of fell into syndication and it was funny because we had the money raised to complete the deal before we even kicked off the meeting with the syndication attorney. It was just that quick for us to raise. Hmm. And what's the business plan with this deal? It's going to cash flow from day one. It is under rented by 75 to $125 in certain units. And it's a light value add play where we can turn over units as people's leases come up if they don't choose to stay, if we can kind of be able to position a unit for them to get the bump increase and just really, really light value add it and complete that for a five-year hold on that one. Mm -hmm. And when you take a look at this deal compared to the other deal, I know you said the other deal you came across through the group that you're in. How did you come across this deal? Same person that found the other deal Uh was like, guys, you guys ready to rock and roll again? (laughs) We said, absolutely. We work well together. It's a great opportunity. And it's all about partnerships because sometimes it might take you two years to find your own deal. And if you want to hold on to whatever you have for two years or you want to kind of rock and roll with someone else, you're still doing what you want to do. It's just someone else found the opportunity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. You're all doing it and you're all going to benefit from it at the end of the day as well. So partnerships is important and I kind of preach it heavily everywhere. I don't know if you see me screaming from the hills. <laughs> I really believe in it because there's a lot of people in the industry and it's built off partnerships. And I can't probably name one person that's doing it alone. Yep. Well, when you look at the two deals and you think about the lessons you've learned so far, 
what's something that hasn't gone according to plan other than that contractor, which clearly that's an issue, but you resolve that. What's something else that hasn't gone according to plan and probably the 62 units since the 41 units still in motion? Yeah, funny you ask. It's been the 41 unit. The reason why is we've pivoted lenders twice. Um, ah. Was it twice? Well, once, once. Well, the other time was a backup just in case we needed to. So we were going to go with agency debt and they didn't approve of our seasoning from the 62 unit because of how fast we kind of went on the contract with this one. And we were supposed to close in December 21st or something like that. And we extended twice since we actually were supposed to close tomorrow, but we're extending out to the 8th. And it's only because we had just received approval from the lender. We shipped it to a community bank. And if all went according to plan, we would have had this thing closed already. It's just we had to move from the agency debt to community bank debt. And we got the approval. And I think that was all in part to maybe the government shut down because it slowed a lot of things down. And we don't know. I can't pin that down for sure. But yeah, that's the only thing. Are you signing on these loans? Yes. And are they recourse? Yes, they are recourse. How do you think about that in terms of your personal financial stability? Well, to me, it doesn't bother me because of the fact that the business plan, I'm confident in our underwriting. I'm confident in our business plan. I'm confident in our strategy. So it doesn't bother me as much as it would for maybe someone else. But I do see the power of non-recourse and I completely get it. But when you're trying to make things happen in the beginning, why not? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yep, I get that. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Partner up. Find partners that compliment you and just go for it. And clearly you're living and breathing that advice. I don't think I need to ask you to elaborate because <laughs> we, we've already talked about the power of partnerships with what you're doing. All right, we're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties, and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you, best ever listeners, the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account. The account's free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. That's S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best taxes. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart. Get the word out about their cause and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever book you've recently read. Best of a book, The Third Door by Alex Benayan. Love it. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction that we haven't talked about already? When I bought my single family home, I wanted to do the Burr strategy, but when you buy turnkey, you can't do the Burr strategy. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so that was my mistake, but it's still cash flowing well. It's doing good, and I just can't refi out of it. So hence why partnerships is important when I kind of ventured out. I would think in Boston it would have appreciated just because the market went up enough, even if it was turnkey. Not the case. So I failed to mention I bought my first investment property was in Florida. <laughs> oh, okay. What part? Coco, uh, right next to my sister-in-law, because my wife's parents have a home in Coco Beach, and their daughter lives in Coco. And I was like, hey, I'm just gonna look in the area. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never been to that area of Florida, but I don't feel sorry for you because you mentioned that it's Coco Beach. So. <laughs> 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 Sounds like you're still enjoying yourself and you got some life experiences from the transaction at minimum. Yes, yes. What's the best ever deal you've done? My own personal home. The reason why is when I was going through those periods of 2014 through 16, I saw the value of how the appreciation worked with every pay down when I paid my own mortgage. So when I incorporated that and made sense of it saying, hey, what if I had someone else do this for me? I saw that basically an investment home could be a big piggy bank for you. Best ever way you like to give back? I love tithing through my church and helping my friends and family with realizing the power of real estate. Like I said, you don't need me to say it again, but I'm going to say it again. I'll scream it from the hills and I blast it and I try to promote it as much as possible because I think it's important because where I grew up, no one's telling us this stuff. Schools ain't. We don't have a lot of people around us that tell us these things, and we don't grow up around certain people that kind of know better. So when I took my education in finance and and it kind of shifted into this, and I scream it from the hill. What was a point in time during your path where you had to put the chips on the table and you were financially really strapped? At what point in time, if any, perhaps I shouldn't imply that there was, but usually in any entrepreneur's journey – There's a point in time where it's like, okay, I really stretched, but I believe in this. Is there a part that you can think of? Man, this hits home because right now, the reason why I say that is had I not put all this in motion, and this is the first time I'm going to speak on it publicly, and I thank you for the platform, but I think it's important. I was laid off in November. So right now, right Mm -hmm. now is the time. You're all in. Going through it. Yes, Mm -hmm. I am living it. Well, it's impressive what you've done and the partnerships that you've created as a result of the value that you've added to all the people in the communities that you're actively participating in. Before we started recording, you and I hadn't had a conversation before, but I'd seen you on my Facebook community, bestevercommunity.com and other places. And I told you, I think I said, I feel like I know you already because of how active and how involved you are and also the Bigger Pockets community. And you're always encouraging others and that type of stuff. Well, service to many leads to greatness. And you're an example of that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I believe firmly in the giver's gain. So I don't do for that reason, but it's something of a mantra that me and a fellow person recite back in one of my brothers in this community. We say it back and forth to each other and uh, it, it really resonates between us because it helps us in certain situations. So I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? I'm all over social media. John Fortes. I kind of use Instagram every now and then, but www.cfigwealth.com. Community First Investment Group. Just take the initials, cfigwealth.com.
John, grateful that you're on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for talking about the power of partnerships. That's one component of this. It's a main component, but I think the primary component is you being resourceful and putting yourself out there and adding value and wanting to help and contribute. And as a result, you find yourself in situations where you're attracting others who want to be around you and then you're adding value and then you all go together and you're just scratching the surface right now. So I'm excited to interview you at this stage in the game and then excited to bring you back in a couple years once you continue to do what you're doing now for even an extended period of time. So thanks again for being on the show, John. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Thank you and God bless. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.